Run Smith Enterprises presents Topics in Endurance Sports. I'm your host, Tim. This is a special 2020 Dog Days of Podcasting edition, where some podcasters attempt to do a short episode every day for 30 days. Well, some do a few more than 30 days, some do not quite 30 days, some do every day, some not every day. But anyway, you can get more information at dogdaysofpodcasting.com. You can also subscribe to the Dog Days of Podcasting feed wherever you get your podcasts. I have been listening to all of the other shows and enjoying them. And uh, we're pretty, pretty much finishing up. Everyone's either done or finishing up. For me, this is day number 32, or bonus day number two. It's Friday, September 4th, 2020. Today's topic, or topics, how pandemics end, also a smallpox vaccine follow-up. First, back in episode 20, I tried to make a guess regarding which pathogens have killed the most people in history. At that time, I said number one was malaria, number two was bubonic plague, number three was smallpox and influenza, number four was AIDS, and number five was everybody else. However, after doing a few recent episodes, I think it's much less clear. I think I would still put number one, malaria. But after that, for number two, I put a number of them in altogether, including bubonic plague, smallpox, influenza, typhus, tuberculosis, and measles. I just cannot rank any of those one above the other. After that, I would still have AIDS. That would be number three. And that is as far as I can go. I don't know where to put cholera in all of this. I don't know if it's less than AIDS, more than AIDS, up there with the flu and all those, or what. I'm not sure where that would be. And again, there could be a number of them that I'm not thinking of or I think are smaller killers that are really much bigger killers. It's interesting to me that I can't even find a ranking like this on my little Google searches. Maybe I didn't search hard enough, but I'm not finding anyone trying to even make a guess at something like this. Second, another note, this is something that popped up on on, uh, NBCnews.com just two days ago. Headline, Coronavirus Hits Tribe of Isolated Adaman Islands. An indigenous tribe on India's Adaman Islands, whose population hovers just over 50 people, is now threatened by the coronavirus and experts fear uncontacted people on nearby islands could be next. At least 10 people from the great Adamanese tribe have tested positive for COVID-19. Over 3,600 have tested positive on these and nearby islands. I bring this up because we happen to mention the Adamanese people in episode 28, where I mentioned measles disease killed 50% of the Adamanese population in the 1800s. I had never heard of these people before uh, just a few days ago, and here they are popping up all over the place. Third, about the smallpox vaccine, one of the topics for today, I wanted to bring it up again because, number one, I've been talking about vaccines quite a bit. Number two, it's another one that people can remember getting, like the polio vaccine. 
it's recent enough that people can recall getting this. Uh, and number three, it's unique in how it's administered and in that it leaves a little strange scar. I brought up the smallpox vaccine in episode seven when I was talking about pandemics in 1500s Mexico and about how smallpox, smallpox really destroyed pretty much the Aztec civilization and devastated uh, Mexico and Central America. And I also talked about how Edward Jenner created the smallpox vaccine from cowpox, a very, very famous episode in the history of science. Because the vaccine was so successful, it's not necessary for anyone to get it anymore. But I am nearly positive I got it. In the U.S., routine smallpox vaccinations were discontinued in 1972, but I am nearly positive I got it in the, in the 1960s. I personally cannot visually recall me getting this vaccine, but I polled a number of my childhood friends, and a lot of them uh, remember this. My memory, especially long-term memory, is particularly horrible. And I just don't have a lot of memories from my youth. And so it doesn't mean anything that I don't recall this. The other interesting about this is that the method of giving the vaccine is unique. You don't use a pill, nor do you use a normal syringe. Instead, they use a special bifurcated needle, which is a very, very, very tiny forked knife. And they dip it into the vaccine solution and poke a little tiny area of your deltoid repeatedly with it, like 3 to 15 times. The number of times they poke you depend on if it's the original dose or maybe a booster dose. The point of this poking is actually to draw a little bit of blood. You should see a little drop of blood. It was then bandaged, and later you'd have this cute little scar. So actually last night, my wife and I checked my left deltoid. I'm pretty sure we could see it. And uh, I, I feel like I recall this from my youth. And it's much faded now, much harder to see than it was. And if, if we actually are seeing it, it's just a slightly discolored area now. If you feel it, you can f- kind of feel this little uh, bump there, actually kind of a little hole there. I put a picture of mine on Instagram and Facebook if you want to check it out. My Instagram is TimCSmith1961, all one big word like that, TimCSmith1961. You can look at it on Instagram. Uh, If you have a smallpox smallpox vaccine scar, it'd be kind of cool to see yours as well. My wife does not have one. She claims she never got the smallpox vaccine She was born in 1970, and remember the smallpox vaccine was stopped in 1972. From what I read, they did give it to infants at the age of one, but it seems to me most people I know recall getting it in grade school, but she says she never got it. Um, If you're interested, you can find pictures pretty much easily of, of smallpox vaccine scars by Googling, and also you can find a YouTube video by the CDC and maybe others, but I found one by the CDC showing how they give this vaccine. You can see them poking with this little bifurcated needle. Uh, My guess is is that military doctors and maybe some others are still trained to give the vaccine in case uh, it ever pops up in biological warfare at some point. Anyway, 
that's it for the smallpox vaccine. Kind of interesting. And finally, here's something also I came across at a TED Talk or listening to a TED Talk by Alex Rosenthal regarding how pandemics end. Pretty important right now to think about. Rosenthal outlines three main strategies governments can use to end a pandemic. Number one, you can race through it. Number two, delay and vaccinate. Number three, coordinate and crush. So for number one, you can race through it. Governments could do nothing and allow or even encourage everyone to be exposed with the idea that herd immunity will quickly set in. In this method, hospitals become quickly overwhelmed and doctors will not know yet how to treat it because everything happens so quickly. Many, many millions or hundreds of millions may die not only from the virus, but also from the collapse of healthcare systems being overwhelmed. Those who do survive are immune and the pandemic eventually fizzles out. Number two, delay and vaccinate. Via social isolation, quarantines, testing, governments buy time to create a vaccine. Hospitals are not as likely to become overwhelmed and treatments have time to get developed as this delay is happening. Once 40 to 90% have a vaccine or are vaccinated, I should say, herd immunity kicks in and the pandemic fizzles. Number three. Uh, I I guess I I left out uh, with that one, uh, many thousands will die, if not hundreds of thousands. Number three, coordinate and crush. This is an extreme version of number two, social, social isolation. Again, quarantines and restricted travel, very restricted travel. And most importantly, this all has to be synchronized around the world. Every country has to buy in, even countries with with little or no uh, cases of the virus, must participate so it cannot break out anywhere at all. This can end the pandemic in just months with very little loss of life, but it has to be completely eradicated for this to work, or the virus is just going to pop back up again because no one really has immunity to it. It's just going to pop back up again, and the virus will return and You'll start all over again. So in evaluating these, number one is an absolute catastrophe. Just trying to race through it and let everyone get it. Millions or hundreds of millions will die. Number three sounds fantastic, but it relies on nearly impossible global cooperation. Heck, in the United States, we can't even get states to cooperate. We can't get the federal government to cooperate cooperate with states. We can't get cities to cooperate uh, together. We can't get a state government to cooperate with cities. So imagine trying to get every country on earth to cooperate. Uh, It's not going to happen. Thus, number two is the most reliable option, delay and vaccinate. And in this case, every community, every state, every country does its best to delay the biggest outbreaks by social isolation, quarantines, and testing. And in the meantime, treatments are being developed and vaccines are being developed. And in that case, you will still have deaths, but not as many as you could have. And eventually you can knock the virus out with a vaccine. 
That's it for today. Tomorrow will be the absolute last episode. Bonus episode number three.